Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. That we lock into it, and it's simple, but we find ourselves so disconnected from this somehow because of the busyness of life and how we are doing work for the Lord or we're busy doing whatever. I just want to read this, and we've probably read this many times ourselves, but in Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through 31, it says, and this basically comes on the heels of the conversations that the Sadducees, the religious leaders came, and they were saying, bringing these questions up like, well, when we go to heaven, you know, if this, it was an Old Testament picture of that was basically spoken that if a husband died and they didn't, he didn't have ch- children, and the, then the brother comes in, and then if, that, if he dies, and so they're saying in heaven, hey, who, who's married to who? And, you know, they have this thing, and Jesus is like, hold on a second, this is not what this is about, you know, and so he's, he's coming through this process of, of this, and so leads into this, starting here in verse 28, it says, one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate that was going on. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, listen, O people. The Lord our God is the one and only God. Get that. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's reaching down and grabbing a lot right there. That's digging deep. That's the first question we have to ask ourselves. Do we love God like crazy with everything that's in us? Because if we don't, we're going to totally miss the second part of this thing. We have to get that right. We have to love him. And we have to understand what that is about. It's because he first loved us, obviously. But do we set aside all of the distractions of life and all the things that we're trying to accomplish in life to simply come back and say, God, I love you with everything that is in me. And it's easy then to segue into the next. And he said the second is equally important. He didn't say it's less important. He said it's equally as important. This is kind of, wow. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. And who's your neighbor? It's anybody that you have contact with on any given day who happen, you happen to have a conversation with. It's not necessarily your next-door neighbor or the person sitting next to you at church, but it includes those and everybody that you have contact with. Man, how do I love people like that? How can I love people like that? But it first comes by understanding the love that God has for us and the love we should have for him. Now, this is really breaking down what it is to be a Christian in its simplest form. We so complicate things. And we bring in so many outside factors into who we are as Christians and why we believe this and why this is wrong and why that should be right and that's wrong and that should be this way and that way. And we just simply blow right past this so many times. And Jesus boils it right down to the simplest of simple terms. Just love me and love people. All those things that we're always concerned about, those things begin to take care of themselves. Our focus comes off the problem and it comes onto the problem solver and he's there. Now, here's a scripture. This is every bit as true. 1 John 4, 20 through 21. This is, I pulled this out of the Message Bible. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, 
He's a liar. Wow, that's harsh. Now, the word hate, sometimes we go, well, that, like, absolutely hate and just want to kill them or whatever. Well, I don't ever have that feeling. I don't believe it has to even go even close to that far. It's basically not caring for somebody, not even have concern about their needs. It's, it's not making them important to you. There's something that there's a disconnect that you have, and you just push them aside. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. We won't get very far in life, in our spiritual walk, or even in our personal lives, without getting this thing nailed down. I've been on a journey, I would say. My wife and I have been on a journey for the last 15 years or so in trying to decipher when I transferred from working in, in a, a business world for 23 years almost, and God called us into ministry. And I'm not going to go into all the story of that because that's not my point today, but God called us into something. And for 15 years, it seems like I've been going down this journey of figuring out, God, what is your purpose in all of this? And what is it that you have to teach me? And somehow that I can, in some small way, be an influence to others to help them see your heart for people. But it's been a long journey for me because, I, to be honest with you, and, and today I'm raw and, and open and honest with you, I just, I just didn't, starting out, I didn't know that I had that. I knew I loved God, but did I? Because this goes together. So I think, I didn't, honestly, I don't know that I cared enough for people. So that was a challenge for me. And when God began to work over time and take me through challenges and facing things and, and the, the things that were going on in, in our life and in my life and bringing it to the point of me standing here today and, and knowing that I can stand here today and say, okay, God, I recognize what you're doing in me. God, I, I'm digging through all of the crud to find out. And suddenly, as I'm driving down the road recently, it's like the light goes on for me. And I realize that there's something that's going on in me that's creating a passion for something that's outside myself, outside my family. It's for you sitting here, for one. But also beyond that, in the community, there's something that said to me, this is what it's all about. And it makes me want to get up in the morning and say, God, what is it that I can do to help affect somebody's life in a positive way? And God has led me to places where there's a lot of tragedy. And I know it's hard, and people say, how in the world could you do that? I don't know, but somehow God has said, this is, and I walk away saying, that's what it's about for me, partly. That's part of it. But it's not just that part, but it's the heartbeat for people. That God is doing something in me very deep, very deep. So I'm trying to learn because through my life, and I, I realized that I, I failed in a lot of areas of really being that and talking to people in such a way that they felt like I cared. And I feel like, man, okay, Lord. And I'm not feeling like he's beating me up or anything, but he's just presenting something to me to say, there's something here. I'm teaching you, I'm training you. There's some direction here. And so just out of trying to be obedient and leading the church, and, and you know, today I'm here, yes, I'm, I'm a pastor, but I'm also here as a co-laborer with you 
trying to figure out some stuff, okay? We're, we're just trying to figure out, God, what is it? What's your heartbeat? And I believe we know what his heartbeat is. We do. Then it's say, God, how do I fit in that? And what's my place and purpose? And so we've done some things in our community because I felt like from the very beginning, God's called us to be influencers in the community as a church. That's what he's called. I know that's part of the call in this church, no doubt about it. We received an email, my wife did, a few days ago from the city of Lacey. And it was an exciting email. They wanted to send an email to say, we want to recognize City Life Church in Hearts to Homes in our city council meeting coming up. We want to thank you for helping make Lacey a compassionate community. And we recognize what City Life Church has done with Hearts to Homes that has impacted many lives in our community and done great, incredible things. I think, thank you, Lord. Okay. So they said, we want a recognition of Hearts to Home City Life Church. So I'm telling you this because I want you to be there. Because this, we're all in this together. So March 14th, which is a Thursday night, coming up, and not this Thursday, but the following Thursday night, at 7 o'clock at City Hall in the council chambers. And this is the thing, I don't know if you've ever gone online and watched the city council meetings, but there's maybe five or ten people there at the most. And I think it would be cool just to kind of fill that place up. So the mayor is going to be giving us some sort of a recognition or something for this. And the whole purpose for us is, you know, this is, thank you, God, it's for you, Lord, and, and influence in the community. So all the city council will be there. The city manager will be there. The new chief of police will be there. People will be there. And so I'm encouraging asking, come on, let's come out and let's do what we do just to, you know, because I know some people go, well, if we do that, that would be kind of, can it be prideful? No, come on, let's, let's just... Let's just accept what God wants to do, okay? That's what God wants to do. Don't, we don't get our, we get our mind all into things so much like, okay, thank you, Jesus. Whatever this is, glory goes to you, Lord. So I want to encourage you on March 14th to attend that and uh, be a part of it. We've got people from the school, people from the bank going to be there, people from the police department, everybody, because we're multiple participants in Hearts to Home, so it's very cool. So that's going to be a cool thing. But that's part of investing in our community. And I know everyone in this room has somehow, some way participated in that. So I want to give you some thoughts this morning. And please just bear with me in my heart in what I, I believe God has given me this morning. So I, I see this picture that the church, the church is like a, a rescue boat. And I was thinking about Noah and how God had him build this big boat, this ark basically to rescue people, right? And so he built this, and he said, tell everybody, come on, come on, come get rescued. Nobody came except for his family, ended up on the boat. And they, they were on the boat. But the boat, like the church, I see it, is not your final destination. So many, so many of us, I think, have created something about this church that this is some great entity that has all of this stuff that everybody has to come to and cause this, have so much effort to try to make this thing just stay afloat, but realizing that it's not for. The church has been established so that people can come and experience salvation, experience the presence and the power of God. You see that we have structure and we have things that we do. That's all good. And that's important that we have that governmental structure and the things that we do. And, and it, it's to help to rescue people, but also to raise up rescuers. That's right. 
and disciple and to get them back out of the boat. Because see, what I think happens so often is we get saved, we get in the boat, we get in the church, and we begin to be in there for a long time, and we all of a sudden start looking around the boat, and we say, I don't know if I even like this boat. In fact, I don't even know if I like these people in this boat, and I don't even agree with that. We don't, they, they think something different about that scripture than I do, and so we start looking and focusing on in the boat and what we can figure out why we don't like the boat. And the reality, I don't think God's intent or purpose was ever for the boat to be the thing. The church really is the people, right? It's not the building. This building just houses. If you just walked into this building by yourself and never knew anything, there isn't anything special about this other than that it's something that allows us to come together. So the church is the people, the people. And so if we look at it that way, that so we understand Scripture says we've all been created with different gifts and callings, right? So we're all different. It's no wonder we think different about the person next to us. So somebody here is an eye in the body of Christ because everybody is a part of the body. And when we're all functioning the way we're designed to function in our gift and calling, then it works well because we're all busy doing something, but we're doing it together. We're moving together. And so, you know, it's no wonder that somebody who's an eye in the church gets upset who somebody's a foot because they think, why aren't you seeing things the way I see them? You need to come do what I do. And the foot's like, "Mm." so you can see how this is just sort of can be dysfunctional if we're trying to focus on getting somebody to be or do what we do. Now, if you take it like this, if you're an eye, let's say there's a telescope and and it's pointed up into uh, the sky. And so the eye is looking in the telescope. The ear's sitting over here going, hey, what are you doing? I don't know anything that's going on. The eye's like, man, this is incredible what God's doing. This is an incredible thing. And the ear's like over here like, hey. What's my part in this? Well, the ear part comes because all of a sudden there's maybe a noise down the ground and the ear goes down to the ground and hearing this and then the eye's going, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. You're experiencing something I don't. And then, but they begin to work together and the eye's telling the ear, hey, this is some incredible things. I need, we need to go do this together because you can hear this, the, these great sounds that are happening or the ear's saying, man, I can get you to see this, but let me kind of put my ear to the ground here. And and you begin to pull things together, and you you start working together as a team instead of trying to go, why don't you, you should be, you shouldn't be. And so our our place, we are each uniquely called and uniquely created to be the church, to be part of the church. And when we begin to look over the bow of the boat, because so many times our back, the bow of the boat here, and our back is faced inward, and we're all about what's going on. Can you imagine on the Titanic, the panic that was going on as that thing was sinking? You know, people were like, man, they got to get off the boat. They got to get rescued. And a lot of turmoil happened. A lot of people died. But if our back is focused on what's going on in the boat, we just need to turn and look over the bow. And we look down and we see, wow, there are people out there that need to be rescued. There are people that are hurting out there. And we look at each other and go, you know what? Hey, we may not think the same on this scripture, but we see there's a need. Let's go and let's rescue. And we're busy getting busy rescuing and doing and helping others and bringing people out of their challenges, their hurts, their their wounds. And we're doing it together and we get done and go, wow, that was cool. And you totally forget about all of the stuff that you were bickering and fighting over because your focus is lost. And that's what happens as in our church sometimes. We just get so inward focused. And I just believe that God's coming 
And he wants to transform us. And he wants to change our way of thinking about the church and what the church is and what it's for. And when we come into the church, instead of thinking, boy, God better meet my need today. Boy, God, you better be on this for me. And we think about me, 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 me all the time. If we can just change that when we come in and go, God, I know that I'm going through stuff today, but, but God, I'm, I'm willing and open to show me somehow I can touch somebody else's life. How can I be a blessing to somebody else? And you know, when we start doing that, these other things that are bothering us, somehow God finds a way to take those and we turn around and go, wow, I didn't realize. God took that. He healed that. He took care of that situation. Hey, there's somebody in the water who needs help, but let's go rescue him. But when we begin to understand the immense love that God has for us, we begin to understand that. It causes us to want to return that love to him for one, but it also causes us, we begin to understand his heartbeat for people. His heartbeat for people. And his heart is beating constantly for people. The great thing about being a Christian, we don't have to convert people. We don't have to convince them of anything, really. That's not our job. The Holy Spirit Amen. has been given to do that. You know, Jesus, when he left, he's like, hey, I'm leaving you this Holy Spirit that's going to rock your world and everybody else's. You just follow the Holy Spirit. So we have the Holy Spirit that resides in us, and wherever we go, his presence goes. We are designed and created to be carriers of his presence. Yes. I'm telling you that. It's so critical for us to understand that. The Holy Spirit is active in our lives, and he's meant to be given out. He's meant to be shared. He's the one that does the work in the lives of people because we get so worried about that. Well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Don't worry about it. Sometimes you don't have to say a word. That's right. I want to tell you just a, a story. So in the last couple of years, I've been meeting with one of the state representatives that God put me with, and he's from eastern Washington, and I've been able to develop a relationship with him. And I've, So at the end of January, January 27th, he had a massive heart attack. I, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. God spared his life. He had quadruple bypass, so I had, had been texting him. Well, he came back to Olympia just a little over a week ago, which was pretty quick. And so he's back to work. And so he said, Steve, I, I want to meet with you. And so I went in, and I was just praying. I had our intercessors praying and stuff for this because I just really sensed. And I've been talking with him for the last couple of years and just knowing that God's doing something in his life. And so I went in, and I just was like, Lord, I'm just a carrier of your presence. That's all I am today. And so he told me his whole story, and he asked me, he wanted to know a couple of things about what I was doing, and began to talk. And I said, you know what? I said, I don't really know any better way to tell you of how good God is and, and how much God loves you and the importance of God, except for telling you my experience. And I talked to him about a couple things, and I talked to him about when, how I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's presence or his peace was with me in a given situation. And I told him about one incident, and I could just tell he was leaning in to like, is it possible for me to yeah. experience? I could yeah. just tell. And so we were talking a little bit more, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, can we pray right now? <laughs> I'm like, absolutely. And I just started praying. You know, I, I don't even know all the things that I prayed, except that that was what was, I'm thinking, okay, God, this is your opportunity. I'm not, I didn't do anything except for allow the Holy Spirit to work, and I know the, that he was at work. Now, I left him wanting more. I just felt like, because sometimes you can press, and I just felt like, I'm not pressing here. And so I left, and I said, hey, 
looking forward to get together with you. I said, I'll call your legislative assistant. And he says, no, no, I'll have her call you. You know, I want, uh, we're going to keep talking here. So, see, these are the kinds of things that God is, he's at work. Yeah. We don't have to push anything. We don't have to push anything. We just be who he's called us to be. But I'm telling you, God wants to transform us from thinking the, that everything about us is so important. And I just believe it's about people. There are hurting people out there. Here's what he told me, and I want to tell you this too. He said, Steve, because we all know that the government is divided big time, right? <laughs> You've got, and it's pretty heated, and it's pretty bad, and it gets nasty in our state government and our national government as well. He told me, you know what? I did not know that so many people actually cared about me until I came back, and the other side of the aisle had presented him with a card, big card he showed me, with notes from every one of the representatives. And they weren't just signed, it was something with a comment and how much they cared about him. And he said, I, I did not realize how important people are and what really matters when, when it comes down to life and death situations and things that we va really value versus we don't. And he said, when it comes down to it, we care for each other. And I said, you know, that's God. And he said, that's how God works. That's the heart of God. So when it boils down for each of us, really, are we caring for each other? Are we really putting ourselves in a place and finding God? Because we just need to find out, God, where's my lane? Because some of you are going to feel called to meet a certain need and others to other places. But the cool thing is when you start linking up, because there's things that I do in the community, for instance, like as a chaplain, and I go in and do certain things, but then there's other people, because there's other people, there's people that would tell me, like, man, I could never do that. I could not see what you see. I appreciate that's good. But they said, but I can do this. I can come in later. See, that's what we start working together, and we start developing things that we can do to touch the lives of people. And I'm not going to be judging that person next to me of what they think and how they think and why they think it. It's like we're here together. We're looking over the bow of the boat and say, they are hurting, and let's go. Let's go rescue. Let's go help. Let's go bring life to these people and allow the Holy Spirit then to do the work. Galatians 6, 9, and 10. This is a scripture that's been kind of on my heart a lot the last few weeks. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. That's verse 9. Verse 10, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those who are seated right here today in the family. Especially, especially. Because when people come into the church and they look at the church, and I've had people say, I don't like what goes on in the church. I don't like the Christians. They seem to be, they eat their own. There's inner fighting. They don't love each other. Man, what does the Bible say? How do you know that you're my disciples? By your love for one another. Come on, we got to get this right. We've got to get it right. Because if we expect to see the Holy Spirit working in us and through us, then we got to get this right. Especially to those in the family of faith. But whenever we have the opportunity, we do good to everyone. Well, Steve, I'm not a people person. Well, you need to become a people person somehow, some way. Because that's what you're surrounded by and with. You can be an introvert and be a people person, right? Yeah, you may need a little more 
cave time to recuperate, to recover, but you can still do it. Team up with an extrovert and just stand behind them and smile. It can work. I'm telling you, I'm the last person that would want to go down the street and knock on doors. You're saying, really? No, I, I don't, no, that's not me. There are some people who do that. That's just not me. But I'll tell you, I'll get in the, the pit and the grind with somebody and stay there for week after week, month after month, year after year in the community just to hang out, build relationship. And then there's that one day, the Holy Spirit goes, now it's the time. God can do miracles. He can save somebody to drop the hat for anything. But yet, sometimes it takes a while. But that's not our job to try to figure out. That's the cool thing. It's his. You know, we just be willing, be vessels. The last portion of scripture in Ephesians chapter 3. We can have the worship team come. Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 14. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as well all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And there's no end to that. We need to understand that. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. See, we don't have to understand everything. Don't get all caught up in, well, is that person going to be my wife in heaven because I've had this for, you know, don't worry about all that stuff. That's what Jesus said. Come on, guys. This is not what it's about. Besides, we, our puny minds cannot even come close to thinking about what God has designed for us in eternity. So stop trying to figure it out because we're just like, we get into arguments with people. Well, this is what it's going to be like in heaven. No, I don't think so. Forget it. Live on earth right now the way God's called us to live. Love God, love people. Okay? Come on, we can do that. Let's get that down. You can have those discussions later all you want. Yeah. I just want to encourage you this morning because, see, God has us all on a journey. But I so believe that this church, people who say, I want to be a part of City Life Church, simply say, I want, I want to be about what God is about. So what is he about? He's about people. It, it doesn't get too complicated. You should be able to fit in here. Because you might say, well, that's not really my area. That's fine. You have an area. Just find it. And we team up and we work together and we accomplish it. You know, there's, there's no pressure except for don't sit in the boat and pick your fellow Christian apart. Love on them. The Bible says we rejoice with those who rejoice. We weep with those who weep. We can rejoice. We can weep. We're there for each other. We need each other. 
We've been doing some weeping lately, haven't we, Mark? But we're also rejoicing. God is a good God. Yes. We're going to do the communion. I think this is what I want to do today. I don't need any of the ushers to come up this morning. So you guys hang tough. Keep your phones turned off. This is what we're going to do this morning. The worship team is going to start leading a song. And I'm going to set this. What I'm going to do is just going to ask you feel led to come up and you take it for you, your family, whatever, and you can return to your seats as we're worshiping. And I'm going to ask you, because see, it doesn't always have to be directed by me and I have to say things all the time. You have a connection with God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus Christ. And you sit, you take this back and whatever you, whatever you're to do in this process of remembering what he did on the cross for you, and then say, Lord, change me, help me, transform me. Make this be a part of what you do moving forward. So just, I'm just asking you as we're worshiping, as we're singing this song, just come up and, and take, go back to your seat. And we'll do that, and then we'll see what God wants to do after that. But, but let's, let's do, let's go ahead and stand up. I'll put a couple of these out here. I just want to ask everybody just to come up and hang out up here just for a few minutes before we close the service. So just everybody come up, and we're family here today. And uh, I, I think what I want to do as far as uh, before we dismiss, the, song we, the new song we sang earlier, I'd like, I'd like to close with that song. So I just really felt like there was something powerful about that for sure. But I just want to encourage you um, this morning. And don't leave here just thinking, well, that was good to hear from our pastor. I mean, he, he shared his heart, how sweet. But I really believe that God is speaking to us. I ask you to take this and go and really search your heart and say, God, where is, where is my place in this? How, how do I serve you best? How do I serve people so we all have the busyness that we're involved in life and jobs and school and all those. I get all that. But outside of that, there's, there is a place in each one of us that God has created that somebody needs you. Let me put it that way. Somebody needs you. And I think we're selfish if we hold back. So it's just being obedient to the Holy Spirit, whatever that is. You may feel like, man, I'm a mess. You don't think God knows? We're all a mess. He knows that. He likes to use message, messes. Messes can be, messages are good messengers. So we're all a mess. That's okay. That's good. Go ahead. Uh, I've been having this stirring in my heart for the last 10 minutes. I wasn't sure if I'd share it now, but the mess thing you brought it out. I just wanted to share a little just revelation God just gave me as I took the communion, and as I took the little juice, I opened it up, and went to, to drink it, I kind of sucked it into my mouth, and some of it sprayed up on my upper lip, and I kind of licked it off with my tongue, and I tasted it on my lip, but I thought, you know, as I was praying 
Lord, it's your blood, your salvation. It's that heart that so much is God's love for salvation for people. And that's what the blood represents, what the cup represents, Jesus' blood. It can be messy. It can be messy. And loving people is messy, but it's okay to be messy. It's okay for that to mess up our life and maybe not go down perfect. It's okay to have an aftertaste of God's messy love in our life through the things that God calls us to do. And I just wanted to share that. I think it's a perfect, perfect uh, uh, (laughs) chance to plug that in. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good word for sure. You know, fulfillment comes to us. Really, God's created it. That there's something fulfilling that comes when we can do something outside of ourselves to serve in a way to help somebody. How many have ever gone away from helping somebody and and said, you know, that yeah, it was more of a blessing to me than probably I felt like, wow, I got something out of this thing. Because it is, it's so, there's something natural about giving out the com- that something comes back with no expectations of anything. That keeps us out of the frustrations of life, I think, too. It helps us. It, and it distracts us, it distracts us from those things that can just screw with our mind sometimes. It messes up. You know? Especially those in the household of faith, it says. But... Whenever we can, be, we do good to every, everyone, everyone. I love testimonies of that, to hear that. Yeah, already wanting to sing. She's ready. She's wanting to sing. So let's do this. Let's sing this song, and let's let it all go. Sing loud. Whatever it is, you, you know, let's do this. And then we'll, then we'll be dismissed, because I know there's kids, that, there are people that are in there with the kids. are like, what is going on in there? God's doing good things. Did you have something? I hope I can express what God wants me to at this time. Through this whole service, I've sensed such a special presence of God, and I'm sure all of us have sensed that. It's a beautiful time. And as Pastor Steve was sharing his heart this morning, I was just so overwhelmed by God's presence and the reality of what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives to adjust us and prepare us and make us more like Jesus. And I got this picture, and I've said it before, but how many of you uh, know about people who are called rock hounds? Okay, there's one, maybe a few others. Rockhounds really like to get stones that are special, you know. And, but they're not accepted in the condition that they are. So they're all put in this tumbler, okay. A tumbler is a container where this tumbler is going around and around and around and the rocks are hitting at each other and that's what was referring to this morning 
the rocks are hitting each other. But you know what happens? When we stay in the tumbler and we allow that work to happen, the imperfections of some will work out the perfection in us. And we become more smooth and more beautiful because of the Holy Spirit working when we're united in that tumbler. I think that this is a picture for all of us to walk out of here with, with confidence that God's perfecting me. I'm becoming more like Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 